Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today I have on a special guest, Trudeau Jew. Happy True Year, everybody. Yes, sir. It's Trudeau Jew, your new favorite nonchalant artist from Harrisburg. Trudeau Jew has released two albums, Peace in the Clouds and Cotton Candy Skies, with a bunch of songs on So Cool Productions, uh, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, that didn't even make it to the big stream- streaming platforms yet, keyword. If you like the sad boy vibes but need a little pick-me-up too, listen to Get Better from my latest album. From his, sorry, his latest album. If you and your, uh, is, is it pronounced shoddy or shorty? Uh, shoddy. Shoddy, I, I figured. But still like the party? Shirley Temple all the way. Even better, come vibe out with him and sing along at the show. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so what inspired your, uh, what inspired you to be a rapper or you to deal with music in any, any sort of way? Uh, initially, I think it's just my mom always playing music. So it's like always being around music. But I didn't really start doing music to high school. And I started off doing poetry. So it was just like putting words to a beat. Then eventually became an uh, artist. It was just like, yeah, man. So is 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 it like the uh, the high school videos you see of somebody just bamming out a beat and and then just rapping to that or freestyling or I wasn't really good at freestyling at first. Mm. It, it was just like well, I guess I was freestyling, but it was more like me and my homies were just like playing beats and it was just like we'd rap over it or sing over it or anything like that. It wasn't anything. It wasn't looking like you know people like in a cafeteria bang on tables like that. Mm. I wasn't part of that group. Mm. I wasn't cool enough. I felt. Nah, I was I was nerdy, so I was like away from my the uh, big crowd, just with my um homies, just spitting. Cool. And when did that turn to something serious for you? Uh, probably, probably like senior year of high school is when I actually started releasing music. So that was like, yeah, this is what I want to be doing for for. Still went to college, but like even college, I was even practicing my craft still. What'd you do for college? Uh, I was in it for interactive media, so I was doing like uh, camera stuff. I ain't finished it though, cause I feel like I wanted to be in front of the camera more mm. instead of behind the camera. That's interesting, cause uh, you had we we on the phone we had talked about uh, you being kind of shy and more mm-hmm. of a quiet guy, but yeah, you want to be in front of the camera because How I want to do work? I want to do music, so I feel like I can't do music being behind the camera. So I feel like really? yeah, doing music, people gotta see your face. People want to connect to you in some form. Not gonna be a connect with you with your behind the camera the whole time. Mm. So I'm trying to force myself out of my comfort zone and be in front of the camera instead. So is it like turning a switch or is it just you being yourself in front of the camera? Uh a little bit of both. Like I have to turn a switch to like mentally just do it. But like, cause like I don't no, don't naturally I don't want to be doing front of the camera, but like me in front of the camera is myself in front of the camera. It's just awkward still. Right. Yeah. Got you. So uh, you worked on your first uh, music video. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the process behind that. What was that like? Was were you the uh, director, or did you have to hire somebody out for that, or delegate that out? Uh, for the story of music video, I did like the storyboard, like ahead of time, because I knew what I wanted to be done, and it was just like what I wanted to be done exactly wasn't going to be fully capable. Oh, I thought it wasn't be fully capable because like if you see the video, I'm in a bar. Mm-hmm. And like in my head, I'm like, this is probably not going to happen because I don't know what bars will let me do it. But I had uh, my homie Bernard uh, on social media. He's um 
one word media. That's his uh, social media. He actually got connects with bars, so we was able to go to Love Drive. If you know Love Drive is downtown. I I don't know Harrisburg at all, so this uh, is all news to me. Oh uh, yeah, Love Drive is like a bar people go to often. They have like a, a arcade downstairs and everything. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, but he got connects in there, so he was able to get me um through there. So I think it was like partially both of us directing because like I had the storyboard and he was mm-hmm. basically saying like how I should do it exactly because he's obviously does music videos and right. I'm just story one of my ideas. So it's both of us for real, for real. So I bet your uh, college kind of helped you with that. Yeah, because I didn't know nothing about storyboarding for real, for real. Right. Yeah, they had taught me all that. So I know how to how videos should go together, but I just didn't like shooting videos myself for real, for real. Yeah. So what what's the story behind Shirley Temple? Um, It's actually uh, her favorite drink. Oh, yeah? Yeah, her favorite drink is Shirley Temple. So her, the song's like about her, sort of. That's cool. It's one of my more favorite songs of yours, actually. A lot of people uh, like that song. It's, it's a good song. It's Thank a you, good chord progression too. I once I I actually really love that chord progression. I use it all the time in some of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, when I heard that, I was like, I know exactly what he's doing, or, or <laughs> what. Do you make your own uh, beats or? No, nah, I don't make my own beats. Gotcha. Uh, most of my beats is made by my uh, big bro Keezus. He he makes beats. Is it Keezus or Jesus? Keezus. Keezus. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to look him up for sure. Nah, yeah, he do a lot of beats. He uh made beats for Rick Ross before, too. So, like, he, he's known to make beats for real, for real. Cool. Yeah. So, what's it like growing up in the... Uh, I just, No, you're from New Jersey. Yeah. When did you move to Harrisburg? When I was, like, five. Okay, so you pretty much know I was Harrisburg. raised out in okay. Harrisburg, yeah. Gotcha. So, what's it like uh, growing up in the Harrisburg music scene? Is that, uh, I assume, it's different from around here? Yeah, I feel like in Harrisburg... Everyone has a sound like they want to hear from Harrisburg artists, and if you don't fit that sound or like at least popular already, like mm-hmm. I feel like most like known people in Harrisburg is like people who are like popular in um high school type, and gotcha. if they even if, I'm not saying they do bad music, cause some of them do do good music, but I feel like even if you do bad music, if you have the popularity or that sound that people want to hear, they like you. I feel like that's not. I was pushing it. So, what way were you pushing it? I was pushing it as just being creative. Like, none of my songs sound like another person's song. I feel like I I try not to like you know how people like sample like uh songs already out. Mm-hmm. I try not to do that. I try to like have my own sound, be my own sound. What is, uh what sound are you going for? Was there any particular artist that like inspired you to make that kind of sound or uh in a sense I feel like Chance the Rapper inspired my sound, just like saying what I'm saying in the melodic form, but still meaning something. Because mm-hmm. I feel like most people just say stuff to say stuff. Like it don't really they're like fragments of stuff that goes together, but the whole story don't go together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you're trying to make a story out of out of a, a lyric rather mm-hmm. than just pulling different ideas together to make a hodgepodge of a piece. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so the way you write songs is, do you just sit down and write stuff, or does it just come to you in in your head? Uh, sometimes I'll sit down and write stuff. Sometimes I like put on a beat and write. But sometimes if I like have writer's block, I'll just have like beats playing, and then whatever like catches my attention, I'll like freestyle and i'll take that freestyle and then try to make it to the actual song how do you remember whatever you freestyle i don't always remember 
<laughs> There's a lot of songs that I'm pretty sure got lost because of lack of memory. Yeah, that's always the uh, dumbest thing that I've always found as a like a music composer is that I'll 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 be playing something. I'll be trying to think of what words can go with this, and then I'll I'll keep going on, and mm. then and then when I stop, I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> Yeah, I made it a uh, a habit to like uh, like voice voice memos on like iPhones. I got like over like a hundred, a hundred and fifty of those, and the most of them are just like thirty seconds thing. That was like, this is the melody I want to do with it. Like, even for like Shirley Temple, I could I could show you later. Like, the I was just like at work and I was heard her beat. I was like, mm, 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 mm. and I was like, yeah, that's fire. I don't know, I'm put over it, but that's fire. Yeah, man, that's awesome. How do you? As a, this has always been a curiosity of mine uh, for rappers. How do you make sure that your lyrics are hearable while also ha- create a good flow? Uh, I feel like you gotta learn like the pockets. Like uh, you gotta learn what what you're trying to say and how to fit it on exactly the beat. Because there's little spaces where you could like say certain words and you can be able to hear it. And certain times you just gotta like build up to the word. You know, like sometimes you gotta make your voice another instrument until you want that certain part to be heard. And sometimes you can even, like, cut out the beats if you want to express about heard, you know? Yeah, it's... it's uh, I have a hard time listening to a lot of modern rap mm-hmm. because it's either really, really fast, like Eminem or something. Yeah. It just goes a million miles per hour and you, there's no chance of hearing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and Or uh, there's uh, mumble rap, which is... Kind of purposely hard to hear, I guess. Yeah. Um. So it's it's really interesting to me how one can create a you know a flow that people can uh, flow to, mm-hmm. and then also have lyrics that not only mean something but also uh, get across to the to the audience. Yeah. Is that a problem you ever had, or is that just a, a process you keep uh, uh, going on? It's still a problem for me. I feel because uh, I feel like hooks and stuff are easy for me to do, mm. but verses. It's more difficult because I'm like, how can I keep saying what the purpose of the song is for like 45 more seconds for this verse without it going um off track, you know? Right. And I I feel like sometimes I I don't think I'm a mumble rapper at all. Mm. I feel like uh I need to pronounce my words more for real, for real. You do I well I wouldn't consider what I heard mumble rap at all. Yeah. It's you can, it's very clear. Yeah, I, I I've worked on it, but if you hear like some of my older songs. It's just my nerves get to me sometimes. Mm. And, like, you got to hear it, like, five times over to hear what I say. And I feel like that's something that I'm improving. Mm. It's just working on hearing what I'm saying. It, that's, that's something I've had to work on. Uh, I stutter and have yeah. – I, I tend to slur my words a lot. Mm. Um, probably – actually, now that I think about it, probably because my dad grew up an alcoholic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know – you learn from your parents how to speak. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's always been a struggle of mine to articulate, especially as I'm running a podcast. It's kind of important for people to Hear what understand saying, what yeah. I'm trying to say. And uh, for other people to understand what I'm trying to say, too, because questions can be taken all sorts of ways if you hear different words. Yeah. So that's been that's been an ongoing process for you. Yeah, and, uh, and it's like when I'm recording stuff, there's like... I punch in, so if I don't feel like I'm hearing it well enough, like, you're not hearing what I'm saying, I'll do it, like, five times over to, like, those sentences come out properly. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of the other things that you do is, 
So you say your rap, and then you put on backing vocals, right? Mm-hmm. How do you decide those? I I don't think about it. I just I just uh, had the song play when I'm like I record it, and I go back and like, what would I want to hear on it? Like, uh, what other voice would make it better? And like, what can I put in the pockets so it's not just like empty spaces in a song? Mm. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, for Shirley Temple, you it starts out and then you do this like ad lib uh, melody over it, which is really interesting. Yeah. Was that was that all? Are you do you consider yourself a singer? Yeah, I do. I consider myself an artist just generally because I feel like I rap and sing, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, there's no like specific words that says that you know. Right, it's like pitched speaking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was it was really cool. I, um, uh, speaking of your your tracks, the one question I had was I going out to some of the shows. Mm. Uh, show ten is where I saw you at. Mm. A lot of the rappers there were rapping over their tracks, uh, meaning that they didn't have like a karaoke version. It was just them rapping on their tracks. Mm. Uh, why is that? Uh, I feel like that's because it's almost like you add another layer to it. And also, some people rap fast, and they need time to breathe. So it's easier to have a song playing, so you're able to breathe without just be like an awkward silence while you're breathing. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a big guy, so mm-hmm. I need to breathe sometimes, too. Yeah, I'm 6'3", and he towers over me. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, so I, I use, I use uh, the track to uh, have music playing still. I could just catch up back to what I was saying. Yeah, so when you're uh, rapping, like recording the song, do you ever keep that in mind of like oh i actually need to breathe here and or do you just make it so that uh like for example eminem with his rap god he goes for so long mm. i wonder if it's all in one breath or is if he's talking like it, it has up. to be i feel like it has to be one breath for him uh, yeah uh, uh, for him yes, <laughs> yeah I would, I would say so but for like other people like there's other people that i know for a fact can't hold their breath that mm-hmm. or can't hold in their breath that long do you chop it up and splice it in or is that just you pushing out to your last breath? Uh, I definitely punch in and slice it up because I feel like me personally, if I keep trying to uh, talk fast and loud, I'm going to run out of breath. So it starts sounding like gibberish and start like slurring words together mm-hmm. that don't sound right. You're going to sound like everyone else trying to sing rap. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's super. It's Because that's one of the things about rap is like I try to uh, rap along and I'm like, <laughs> not, not only do I have to worry about being tongue-tied, uh-huh. I gotta worry about because I, I already have a stuttering problem, so I, I gotta worry about that. Gotta worry about help holding my hold, having my breath capacity mm-hmm. big enough to sing it out, and then yeah. So would you ever be open to like because like just taking out your vocals and then having a karaoke like having the rest of the audio behind you and rapping to that? Mm-hmm. Would you ever be open to that? I feel like that would require me to have a slower song. And also a song that I purposely take uh, pauses in in order to catch my breath. But eventually I want to be doing it. Especially I want to work with a live band, too. So I feel like with a live band, that will allow me to, like, breathe, too. Because they'll, like, be able to oh, jazz sure, out yeah. and stuff while I'm trying yeah. to breathe. Yeah, that's dope. Well, what I was saying, like, when I was he- hearing Shirley Temple, I was like, I know so many people. Like, I could play keys on that. No problem. I already know that chord progression so very well. Uh, I, already, I know a bassist who would love to just jam out on that chord progression that i've jammed out with on that chord progression that oh, exact yeah. chord progression i was like yeah it, um have you ever been to any of the lancaster 
uh, open mics around here. I haven't. You should definitely check it out. Now, I might be telling you about that. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. So uh, you have performed here, though. Yeah. What is the, from what you've seen, what is the difference between Harrisburg and Lancaster music-wise? I feel like in the Lancaster music scene, people don't care, like, what genre you're doing for real, for real. They're like, if you're good, they support you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more in Harrisburg, if you're not, like, the trap rap or, like, at least the boom bap rap, they're like, cool. You, you, you cool, I guess. Or if they don't know you personally, they're not going to come out to matter. shows. Yeah. That's so that's so wild to me because here in Lancaster, it's so supportive of the arts. Like mm-hmm. we literally, I don't know if you know this company, but uh, know about Servant Stage Company. Oh, I've heard of them. Uh, so they're a theater company. They run off solely pay what you will. Mm. So to have that going on for like ten plus years oh, of solely dope, pay yeah. off pay off what you will, that just goes to show how how intrinsic the art community is here, and everyone supports each other, no matter if you're just starting or if you've been started. Mm-hmm. Um, what what style would you call your rap? Because I know there's so many different styles of rap. I really don't know. I feel like I've heard it's like cloud rap because like uh, XX and Tatashian, if you know who he is, or yeah, like yeah. Mac Miller type, they consider like cloud rap artists, which is like nonchalant and like, you know, melodic. Mm. Yeah, there, there's a, there's been a lot of more melodic raps than back in the old days where it was just uh, like... B.I.G. just speaking yeah. in a mic, and that was it, mm-hmm. laying it down. I feel like people were trying to find new ways to rap. That's just what it is right now. Is that something you want to push, the the genre at all? Uh, I think so. I feel like people need to hear, like, different type of music and, like, different types of rap, not just, like, the rap that's popular. What, uh, what genre, like, how do you want to evolve rap? For you, uh, I just want like people to be as creative as they want to be, not like fit into a mold of the genre. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to do a rap song but have like a country type to it, go at it. If you want to do like a rock song and do like boom bap somehow, go for it. anything that's I creative. That's cool, I know that's what I'm that's saying, sick. but people just want to just stick into the mold of what already is, not what could be. You ever listen to fl- flamenco music? Mm. It's like Spanish guitar, uh, like um, like tango kind of music. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure I heard of it then. I, dude, I, I've always thought about because it it's almost like um, flamenco is kind of in the right setting. It can be kind of close to rap. And oh, I was yeah. like, what if one of <laughs> someone like during a tango just started rapping? That'd be dope. That'd be freaking That'd dope. That'd be dope. Right. Uh huh. Um, tango to rap or salsa to rap. <laughs> Anything, man. Just do it. That'd be cool, because country rap's been a thing for a while. Yeah, I know country you've been rapping, but I feel like yeah. it's not as big still. Yet. No, it's not as nah. big, and it's not as well liked. <laughs> no. <but. laughs> um, sorry, Florida Georgia line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So you want to uh, push rap into different genres, and mm. so how do you how do you help encourage that among the, your community? By not doing what everyone else is doing, doing what. I feel like I want my music to sound like, cause I feel like, I feel like my music could be considered like R and B, and some of it could be considered pop. I have some of the things like like a little popish. Yeah, it was, you do have a, a a wide spectrum of songs. Like Shirley Temple is definitely one of the, one of the more like kind of trapish mm-hmm. kind of kind of songs, but get better is more of the lo-fi yeah. kind of chill. 
uh, rapping style, which is awesome. It's yeah. incredible. It's not, it's good to have range. Yeah, not to just fit one sound. Right, exactly. Because if you're only going to make one sound, you can only achieve that once. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to ride off of, you know, like even even like country singers, like popular country singers, every so- song is going to sound different. Yeah. Even though it's still country. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Sorry, my mind just went flat. There you go, man. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about get better? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I feel like get better was was, was the intro of my new album. It was just me saying, like, where I'm at now isn't like the last at all. It's like at I'm not at a low right now because I'm way better than I was like four years ago. But like, it's I'm I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to. Get better, obviously, as the song says. Get better in what way? Get better as in everything, as in life, as in success, as in music, as in any aspects of where I'm at is always better. Just talking about getting better, it's, it's one, of the, one of the things you aspire to do is get rid of or subsidize your 9-to-5 job with the music job. Yeah. What's that like for you? Uh, Still working on it. Right now, I have to work until I get money from my music. I'm going to have to work, and I keep pushing out. Like I'm trying to do more shows to like, get attention, trying to put out more music to catch attention. I feel like in this day and age, you just need like one thing to like catch someone's big attention, and like, you good. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to trying everything. I'm trying to I'll be more on TikTok. Like, TikTok is a real big platform right now. But again, as I said earlier, cameras are like not my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I still want to start doing that because I know TikTok artists who – Started on TikTok and like now on like on um, Rolling Loud and Coachella type, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's what I want to start doing. So, what's it like trying to get shows? Uh, shows are hard to get still. <laughs> I feel like, especially in Harrisburg, like I said, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You gotta know someone. If they don't know you, then like, I don't, I don't know yeah, if you're gonna fit this right. scene for real, for real. And I feel like that's the issue because I feel like you, people should be welcome to everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And Harrisburg music scene is all like competitive. So like everyone's trying to be the next I mean, obviously everyone's to be the next big thing. Right. But y'all could be together, like push things, like push each other's music, share each other's music, be there at shows, tell people about shows. But everyone's just like, come to my show, come uh listen to my music type, you know? Yeah, it's not as uh, shared. Yeah, no. That's that's very interesting. Um so is there any open mic? Because the only open mic I know of over there is HMAC every Wednesday. Uh, there used to be open mic at uh, Lakatora. Uh, it's a uh, they moved. They used to be um, like right down the street from Broad Street Market. If you know what that is, probably not, huh? <laughs> I know. I, nope. Nah. Nope. Uh, it's in Midtown. Okay. Yeah, it's not that far from like the Midtown um cinema. Uh, I keep saying stuff that's in Harrisburg. Nah, it's uh, well, <laughs> people. Other people are gonna know, so yeah, that, that's you. what matters. Yeah, and I'll figure it out eventually. I'm I'm trying to work my way out there. Oh yeah, because um, you know, it's all about spreading reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely. Have you ever done an open mic before? Yeah, that was a lot. It was the first place I ever did any type of performances, and that was my How'd first. That go? Oh, yeah, uh, it went. It went. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people liked it and everything. I feel like. I be just in my head sometimes. I'm like, mm. uh, I don't know if that's sounding good. But like everyone around me says uh, everything sounds good and everything, like you're doing good. But like, you know what they say, uh, you're always going to be your worst critic. And I feel like I am my worst critic. I just be like, 
I could do better than that, which I, I do, and I want to do better, I'm like, yeah, I could do better than that. So how do you get over that? I don't. I, 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 it's, it's, a, it's an endless cycle of I could get better than this. Have you ever worked yourself down into a spiral where you're just like, I'm going to quit? Uh, Almost. There's like times where I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm be doing. Like, I don't know what I should be saying next. I like, like writer's block. I've, I've had like writer's block for like a year last year. I couldn't think of what to put. Cause I'm like, uh, I feel like most of my music before was like sad music, mm-hmm. and like I haven't been in like a super sad place. So I'm like, what do I write about now? Cause that's what like people like when I make, and I don't know if they don't like me doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Which people do like when I do other things else. But it's just like I said, I'll be in my own head about it. So did you ever set out with uh, creating, like people who wanted to create their own sound, was that your sound that you went for or was that just what came out naturally for you, the sad boy vibes? I just came out naturally. When I started doing music, it was just like that time in my life where I was like sad. So like that was the music playing out. But then eventually I made like happier music, like hype music because that's like, that's where my mind's at at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like hype at this moment, be sad at the moment. Well, I think now I'm just like, just take as is, right through the emotions. If I'm happy, make a happy song. I don't got to, like, force myself to be, like, a certain way to make a certain sound. I was just like, whatever comes out on the beat comes out on the beat. So we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, you don't really create the beats so much as someone else does for you, mm-hmm. right? So does the beat shape your lyrics, or does the lyrics shape your beat? I still think my lyrics shape the beat because people could play a beat for me or make a beat, and then when I put on it, they be like, that's not what I expected the sound to come on it. Like, mm. I was expecting, like, more of a, like they say, a boom bap. I could be melodic. Or they're like, I was expecting more like a sad song. It's a hype song now. So I feel like however I'm feeling shapes the beat, like, shapes the song. Like, obviously the beats like, makes this my song, too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my voice pushes the direction I want to push it. Do you ever feel that uh, sometimes that the, a beat could be used for something different, though? Mm-hmm. There's, there's been times where, I, like, I forgot what song specifically I heard by myself, but was, I don't think I put it out. I think it was an old song that I was like, yeah, I could have definitely did a whole different song to this, which I still might. But, like, the song as is now, I'm like, yeah, I could have did a, a whole different vibe to this song. It's it's super super interesting um, the ideas that we come up with and then that we have to disregard because it's not what we're going for or not what we're uh, wanting pre- to present. Mm. But then we think about it later and it's like, yo, this could go really. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, that could work though. <laughs> could work, though. Um, it's one of the, one of the most frustrating things uh, going to school for composition for was my professor telling me to delete that. <laughs> I was like, no, but I made it. <laughs> yeah, don't delete it. Just put it well, somewhere yeah, else. Right, right. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Um, so what is it like to – your name is Trudeau Jew. Yeah. Stage name. Yeah. How'd that come about? Uh, Trudeau Jew is a combination of, like, three different nicknames. Cause, well, not three different nicknames. Technically three different nicknames because uh, Chew is a nickname. People call me Chew, Chewy. Uh, it came Chudo because people call me Judo, and I was just Chudo, and I was like, let me add Jew there still because that's who I am. Mm. So like, regardless of my stage name, I'm still like who I am. I'm still curious why people call you Chew. <laughs> they got they got a 
You like big chew gum or? I, I eat a lot. I'm a big guy. It's a fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when did you start branding yourself as that? Um, I think right after high school. Right after high school. Yeah, right after high school, I'm like, this is who I want to be now. This is going to be my artist name. Because before that, it was Chewy. It was only Chewy for like one. Actually, I think I had two of it. So I think my gamer tag was my rap name. My gamer tag is Giant Don. Mm. So uh, at some point, that, I think my first song, my gamer tag was my uh, rap name because I didn't know what else to call it. And I'm like, All right, I probably shouldn't call it my gamer tag. So I'm like, let's call it Chewy. And then I feel like Chewy wasn't what I felt like I was going to be. Like I feel like I ain't seeing myself on stage, people yelling Chewy all the time. Mm. So I'm like, Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Star Wars. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't be Chewbacca. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so Chudo Jew was just like, that's what people call me. They could break it up. They could call me Chew. They could call me Judo. They could call me Jew. They could put all of this together now. Nah, it's a solid name for yeah. sure. Thank you, man. Um, Yeah, man. Um, Oh, I had a question. It just left my mind. Shoot. <laughs> be like that. Yeah, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> do you ever think about creating like a logo or like a, like oh, a yeah. brand? Yeah. I feel like my brand right now is like clouds. Like uh, my first album is Peace and Clouds. Mm-hmm. My uh, last album is um, uh, Cotton Candy Skies, which in the picture is. Wild, yeah. yeah, so I feel like my image is like cloud. So like I feel like, don't know what my logo won't be exactly yet, but it's definitely going to be like cloud inspired. I'm thinking like my name. And like made by clouds, and like maybe a bite out of it because chew. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> you can put a little, uh, little image of you just chilling out on the sea. Something, man. Something like that, like the DreamWorks logo. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool though. Yeah, that cool. would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, add the sea, make like a bite out of it that makes the sea. That'd be dope. Something like that. I- I'm figuring it out, man. That. Ah no, it's it's I love logo work. It's one of my favorite stuff. Um. Uh, one of my logos, it's uh, CR, but with it, it's it's like, you know what a treble clef looks like? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of, it looks exactly like that, but with like a C and R. No, that's dope. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that was so dope. <laughs> I was like, uh, one of my friends, she graphic des- or they graphic design, and, and I was like, make me a, a logo, please. And mm-hmm. I was like, because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Before, mine was just trash. I was like, I want a professional looking logo that... You know, and then she came up with that, and I was like, "Hey, yo, that's low key. It's like it's like when you see the arrow in the FedEx logo. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, they 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 gonna know it's you as soon as they see it now. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's it like to put together an album for you? Because there's all sorts of kinds of albums. There's like concept albums. There's like a story albums where mm-hmm. it, it's like an overarching theme. What is it like for you to build an album? Uh, I feel like it's just. I record songs and then if they, I, I don't, how do I answer this? Uh, I don't just, okay, I don't do a story. I don't do like a story album. Mm-hmm. It's not like any like main points of the whole album entirely. I feel like it's just, I want my album to carry the same vibe all the way through. Like I want the songs, like if it's a chill album, it could be a chill album. Even if it has like hype moments, mm-hmm. I want it to be like, keep the same thing. I don't want it to be like, everywhere because now some things be like out of play like also like the order of the song for like matters too because i have to make sure because some songs like on um cotton candy skies mm-hmm. some of the songs were recorded from like two years ago and some of the songs were recorded like three the months before, before it was done yeah <laughs> so it was just like 
these go perfectly together. And I'm like, yeah. Cool, man. How does your uh, environment influence your music? Uh, I feel like coming from like a struggle, I talk about my struggle coming up a lot. Like, uh, talk about it now. Uh, well, I was in a in the South Side. That's like a a bad hood in Harrisburg, and like a lot of gun violence, a lot of um, the poverty over there. Like, mm-hmm. stroke, my mom was a single mom, stuff like that. Mm. So, with three kids, so like, I had to like, I want to say. I was, I was like the man of the house at a young age, so like I feel Wait, like. Are you the oldest? Or? Yeah, I'm the oldest of my um sibling. Gotcha. Yeah, so I feel like I had to play the role as a, even like I can like add money or nothing. I had to like make sure everyone's protected and stuff like that. Everyone's good. Like times I had to like uh, make sure my younger siblings can eat before I could. Mm. It's been so I, I talk about like that's like struggling sometimes, and then like around the environment, and then going to different places. I move like nine times in like Harrisburg alone. Oh wow. Yeah, I moved a lot. <laughs> so it was just I talk about how like I struggle stuff like that. Did you have to ever have to like restart life? Like like were you ever moving like school districts or was it just kinda just moving places? Uh I moved to different schools. Like I went to I wanna say four different elementary schools. Jeez. And I went to two different middle schools. Those were the furthest apart because my sixth grade, I was in um, uh, Swat Air, which is like a CD district. And I went, then seventh, eighth grade, I went back to uh, Harrisburg district. So like for a year, I was like in a, out of like a more deprived area because mm-hmm. Swat Air is more like high, uh, more paid for. And Harrisburg is obviously like low in the tax bracket, like they don't get like much stuff. So going back and forth, that was annoying. But in high school, luckily, I went to Side Tech, which was uh, no matter where I was at, I could just go there. Cause oh, yeah, is it a private school or? It's a uh, not private school. It's like a uh, John Harris is like the main campus, and that's like the side campus, which is all honors classes and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So were you smart? Yeah, I'm a smart guy. Good. Yeah. Well, I would assume so. Yeah. You got to be smart to write music in some level. Uh, I, I, I've been called a lazy prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'm with you there. I I hated doing homework, uh-huh. but oh my gosh, I literally I would almost I almost dropped out of high school because I just didn't do homework. I could not have cared less. I, I've had like teachers get mad at me because like you're so smart, you don't right, do homework. Exactly, <laughs> dude. The amount of teachers that have sat me down and like you're better than this. Uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm like crying as they're like, I'm, like, but I still won't do this. <laughs> I'm not going to do this I'm homework. Do this. I'll be acing the test. Why I do the homework for? That's how I right, see exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm already giving you eight hours of my day. Yeah. At you home, that's at home. Bus. That's home. Yeah. I'm supposed to be free there from I'm here. Supposed, that's supposed, that's, I don't want to do homework. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. That's 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 so funny. So, uh, sorry, I just knew the guy that walked by. Yeah, you good. Um. Jeez, it's so interesting. I can lose track of mine, like just like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is your day job like? Is it that's that's something you, that's like your passion about, like growing out of? What what was the 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 clicking moment for you that you're just like, you know, I can't be bothered to do this anymore. I want to do music full time. Um, I worked a lot of warehouses, mm. so I feel like every time I'm coming home, with, like my back in pain and like my hands cut up. I'm like, this ain't it. I feel like. Biggest part when uh I was working a construction job, and 
it was snowing like the day before we had to work. And then they had to go and dig up the ground. But yeah, the ground is so solid now. Solid, yeah. And like they didn't even give us like pickaxe; they gave us like shovels. So I'm like, I have like blisters all over my hands. I said, yeah, this is terrible. I cannot imagine doing this. And like, then like the next job after that was at like Ross Warehouse, and um, uh, another employee there said he worked there for I think 14 years, and he said he only gets paid like 17 dollars. And I started working there getting paid at 14 dollars. So I'm like, he's been here for that long and made no progress. I'm like, yeah, this can't be it either. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm like, unless you got like a career you really like, working just to work ain't it. I feel like you can't, I don't want to be content with just working. Nah, there's, there are some people who literally go to college just to work like those kind of jobs. I've met those kind of people and it ain't me. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, uh-uh. um, I did a warehouse job and uh, they sand blast or metal blasted uh, water tanks. Mm-hmm. So they would come back every now and then, and one time it rained, and I don't know if you, you know what grit is. Yeah, yeah. So when it gets wet, it gets hard. Yeah. It, it's it's rocks, <laughs> literal, literally iron like ingots. Yeah. And so what they had me do is they had me lay it out, and I and they gave me a sledgehammer and a, a stamper that barely even worked, and I I was literally breaking rocks. In like ninety degree weather. That sounds terrible. Uh huh. And that's <laughs> and I, I came home. I was like a chimney sweeper. I had all, like dust all over my face. I was like I was I took a thirty minute shower and I was still <laughs> dirty. And I'm like I can't not do this. Yeah, this man. is not it. Um. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I don't even make you think about it too hard again. Nah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. But uh, how do you how do you balance your work and then your music life? Uh, I feel like I just do my morning, and then as soon as I get back from work, I'm like, if people want to link up and work on music, I feel like my brain is constantly like, I need to relax, and like me relaxing sometimes consists of me making music or like me getting off my chest because if I'm stressed. I'm like, mm. let me talk about why I'm stressing some stuff like that, you know? Yeah, so m- music is more like a, a therapy for you. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I just got to get stuff off my chest. Yeah, man, that's that's truly what uh, a lot of music is. Um, is there... Thinking, thinking. <laughs> I hate when you have a question it just... It disappears gone, all the time. It's gone. <laughs> um... So do you, is there what's the next steps for you in regards to making this a full time? Uh, I want to start putting out stuff that like brings money my way. Like I want to start making merch so like mm. people buy my merch and then money come my way. I want to start doing more shows that like I get paid for because open mics is cool and everything, but like those like don't pay anything. So obviously, so I feel like I want to start doing getting at venues and stuff to like get paid and that probably just starts with me showing more face more and more getting more attention my way and part of that is going out to the open mics more and more i know i know that's I what know. i'm saying yeah it's it's a weird dynamic man because because you gotta you gotta do free stuff before you get paid stuff and that's mm-hmm. and that sucks yeah uh especially because with, with gas being as high as it is you mm-hmm. gotta go uh, harrisburg you, if you want to come to lancaster that's what like a 30 minute drive something like that it was like 45 30, minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah. Yes, and that, that's a that's a lot of money. Yeah. To be, and uh and especially around here, there's so many open mics. Like there's some in Wrightsville and Columbia, that area, mm-hmm. all the way in York, and it's like 
Oh man. Surprisingly, before the pandemic, I feel like it was a bunch of open mics around Harrisburg. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And now it's like occasionally you'll catch a glimpse of an open mic coming out. Yeah, because it's it's well half the venues that used to exist don't exist anymore, mm-hmm. and that's probably why all the open mics are gone away. And yeah. the you know people don't have the here's how messed up the open mic world is. Um, if you didn't know this, uh, whoever's in charge of the copyright of music, I can't remember the acronym for now, but because um, c- you know there's acronyms for everything, uh-huh. um, they will copyright strike like local bars and be like, hey, if they're playing this music, like if you're playing "Don't Stop Believing" from Journey, they mm-hmm. can't do that. You have to pay us a cut. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah, I did man. Not know that. Uh, uh yeah no I'm 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 gonna have a lawyer on here in a, in a few episodes to talk about that because I I really want to get to the bottom of that because that's that's borderline extortion man it really is it, just, yeah. just just to play music just to play yeah. music that a you're not getting paid for no you're just playing music to play the you're music. just playing music to play music because you're having a good time and trying to vibe out with everybody mm. if a room calls for don't stop believing or house of the rising sun you're gonna play don't stop believing or house of the rising sun because. A, it's gonna make the bar like you because mm-hmm. it's gonna sell drinks, and B, everyone's just gonna love you for it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about doing cover songs? Uh, I don't think I'm that much of a singer to do cover songs. I want to do remixes of the songs. I want to like take songs that like already out there and then like do my own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you listen to Chance the Rapper? A little bit. You know his uh one song uh Lost. Lost, yeah, yes, I think so. I want to one day like remix that my way, that'd be interesting, yeah. Uh, but like, <laughs> I don't know if this is a, a thing that's done actually. Do people like cover rap songs? I don't think so, right? No, yeah, uh, people remix songs, yeah. That, that, that's that's I wonder if it's a like a tribute thing, o- only a tribute thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like to cover a rap song is harder because, like, right. When people cover say like sing a song, they could like sing differently. Mm-hmm. But like, with rap songs, how much different can you rap the same song? Right. Yeah. It's fun. I uh, I play um, just a friend a uh, lot because uh. it's just a fun song to play. It's a good song. It, it's a it's a funny song and it's a really good song because everyone's like you. <laughs> <laughs> got what I need. Everyone knows that song. Everyone knows that song. It's, <laughs> it's a fun one to pull out. Um, but yeah, that uh, so. And that must be really scary, cause being the are you an introvert at all, or is it more just shy, quiet guy? Uh, I think I'm an introvert. So, getting up in front of people, for that people that you don't know, yeah, most of them you probably don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving your bartender, hey, here's my phone. I want you to play this song off it. Um, and then going up there and uh, becoming a showman for. A little bit mm. that must be a lot of work for that you. definitely requires a switch like a mental switch like i feel like on my normal life i'm like just the calm nonchalant uh judon i feel like when i'm on stage i gotta be like the showman chudo jew which i'm like i'm like i'm like a dance on the stage and all like that but i have to like show out more than who i am i gotta mm-hmm. like present myself differently you gotta it's a lot of big emotions yeah you gotta gotta stand out more you try to stand out more obviously yeah right and, and it's you know being a showman you can't just my name is Shudo Jew yeah perform Shirley Temple 
Um, and then <laughs> going to the, it's 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 like a start to finish thing. You uh, have to got to go out there. Hey, my name is Trudeau Drew, and that play the song yeah. for you guys. Well, on, on a bright side, I'm six six, so like that's awesome. Yeah, true. I yeah, catch yeah, attention yeah, just yeah, walking around. Right, exactly. Yeah. How, has that ever been a problem for you? Uh, nah. No? I I think my height like amplifies like my attention. Cause like when people see me, they expect like like a trap rapper or like. A boom bap rapper, mm. and like when they almost days like melodic and like being like singing, I feel like that surprises people more and like catches their attention more. Like that's not what I was expecting coming out of him. Yeah, it's. I bet you could probably get a lot of whistles after you start singing or sing rapping. Yeah. Um, like oh shoot. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, speaking about that, I want to actually pull up one of your songs, "Get Better." Mm-hmm. Um, and. You had said that this was about you personally getting better in, in different aspects of, of yeah. your life in general. Um, what is one thing that you sh- that uh, listeners should take away from this piece? Uh, just that everything is a progress. That everything is in the works. Mm. That even though you aren't just living a life like you see on like Instagram and like on TV don't mean you can't get there without putting the time and effort for I feel like that's what I'm trying to say like even though I'm not on TV yet (laughs) (laughs) yet it's always the key word Uh, always the key word one day I'm gonna get there all right well with that said this is get better by Mr. Trudeau Jew Trauma, I 
play that to you. That's it, the grave here, I say them to you. Got to, he didn't mean to say that to you. But it's up how you don't have a clue. How what you said takes a bite of my prayer. You said, got me, you gotta try to say it's a lie. I mean, I know I do for you, I try to put it aside. This what kept me alive. And they say, where you stay in high school back. And they say, when not too many have your back. In the city where they send kids above In the city of bitch to fake love Is this where we ain't talking ain't enough Hey y'all, don't show me love Don't hug it love Don't show me love I'm not where I'm supposed to be Traveling the world, feeling all should be With my shawty Get better by Mr. Trudo Jew. Yes, Where can they find you? Uh, find me anywhere. You could just Google me now. I, I'm on. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that is absolutely true. I, <laughs> I looked up actually. Well, I had the links up in the video actually, but um, you got your own website, your link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your SoundCloud. Mm. I want to talk more about that. The so cool productions. It kind of does a lot of things. Yeah, uh, not just you alone. I kind of I would like to talk about that. Uh, Soka Productions is a a label that my uh my homie started. Uh, Lodi, mm. he, I see his music on there. Uh, it's just yeah, it's, it's a label right now. A label that's we we're working on still. Cool. And is is that also where Duke So Crazy's under as well? He used to be. He's, he's not part of it anymore, but he used to be. Gotcha. Because I looked up his Spotify. It's, it's all. Uh, yeah. all uh, so cool Productions. Um, you can find him there. You can uh. That's so cool. Productions. That's on SoundCloud. Uh, mm-hmm. That link will also be in the description. Uh, you got you got an Instagram, Chudo underscore Chu. Yep. That is C H E W D O underscore J U. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you got anything on Spotify? Uh, yeah, I got anything on Spotify too. So search up Chudo Ju on Spotify. Uh huh. Cool, man. Apple Music, Tidal, everywhere, 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 everywhere man. man. It's what it's about. Yeah, gotta get make sure everyone can hear you. Right. Uh, what's what's upcoming projects for you? Uh, I have three projects in the works right now that I plan to drop this year. Uh, one for this summer. The name's gonna be uh, the homies and me make clouds. Uh, <laughs> that's the title. Uh huh. That's the title of the um, project. What's the sneak peek? Like a little bit of a theme there. Um, it's a summer project, so it's gonna be more upbeat than like the last two I dropped. Mm. Uh. The other two are going to be collab albums. I don't want to get too much details about that. Fair enough. Yeah. Not even with who you're collabing with? or Oh, um, no, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Um, well, with all that said, we're going to hop over to uh, Facebook Live um, the Radio. Thank you guys so much for having us. Um, this is This Story Podcast. You can find us on Facebook.com forward slash The Story. Corey Rosen. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can also search that uh, anywhere, wherever you stream your podcasts. That is The Story. C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can follow us there. Thank you so much for having us, and we're going to go take you back to the radio. Cool, man. So... Uh, talking about the so cool productions, 
That was something uh, one of your friends made, and that's is is he like the main producer of all you guys, or? Uh, technically, yeah, he he manages everything. So, <laughs> being a musician, it's hard to be your own booker and your own uh, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you want to learn to do, or is that something you you're cool with having other people do that? Uh, eventually, I want to have just someone specifically do all that for me because. Like I said, uh, lazy prodigy. I don't like doing too much um, work that I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I want to have someone that could book shows for me who could uh, tell me what's coming up and like what's trending and stuff like that and how I could promote myself more and stuff like that. But uh, on like the, the mixing and like detail, like that kind of side, like the beat making kind of side, do you enjoy doing that or is that also like somebody else can do that? Oh, beat making? I want to learn how to do that eventually. But I feel like that takes a lot of patience. And I feel like that's going also a lot of time consumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like still working full time another job and still trying to do music, it's gonna be hard to fit time and make beats also. But I do want to start um recording myself more. I have the uh, the equipment for that. I just want to learn the software more and make sure I got like soundproof and stuff like that before I start recording myself. Cause then I can save money like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. Even then, you can have like your beat maker send you over the beat and just work on it like that through, yeah, through that. Yeah, that's uh, a large part of me having my own in home studio. Uh-huh. Is a lot of people will send me their tracks and maybe I'll just add strings to it or or whatever I felt like they they like. I like experimenting on pieces too. I, mm-hmm. I make my own beats for fun. You gotta send me some, man. Oh yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I'm always down to collaborate with anybody. Truly. Um, because that's what it's all about. It's all about community, mm-hmm. and so many people don't understand that that's what music is all about. Yeah. Um. So I like making my own beats or adding things to other people's pieces that just make it give it that little extra spice that it yeah. needs. Um. Because you can only do so much with an acoustic guitar and a voice, but granted, sometimes that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um. Other times, it's cool if you have like a little bit of strings in the background or something, or as a little cherry of, on top. As a little, as a little spice, or as a little. Kiss, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it just it just hits right. Um, so, uh, do you have your own studio or what do you uh, use? Right now, I go to a uh, Soundwave, which is uh, owned by a label called Machine Life, and my engineer is another artist, Drew Terrell, who's known in um Harrisburg. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to hook him up with all these. People. No, I got you. All right, cool, man. <laughs> Um, so what was the process behind finding them? Was that just networking your way to him or was that just saying, Hey, I want to do this? It was definitely networking. I think I met him through my other, uh, friend who does music. He was doing a uh, show and then everyone started talking and it's like, I do this, I do that. And then it's like, we could do something. And that's how eventually we just built a friendship through that too. Cause I feel like everyone that I work with, like even collabs and people who make beats for me, they're all friends of mine. Mm. Like it's not like I would do want to work with people that I don't really know personally, like out of like the state. But right now, it's just like I'm working with like my small group of friends because like it's comfortable that way, you know. And it's it's so much easier. It is. <laughs> I, uh, one of the first guests I had on uh, a local guy Noah Altoff. He works with people all over the country. He's like worked with like American Idol people, and I'm like, it's insanely cool. But mm-hmm. it's like. How do you manage that? Like, I would. It makes me mad to work on Zoom with somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? I, was like, I can't. I can't be bothered to. 
I just rather it be in person and more. It's more. It's more real and authentic yeah, that yeah. way. Anyway, yeah, we connect more that way. Yeah, more of a connection, yeah. right? And that's that's part of the reason why I don't really want to do like phone calls on a podcast. It's like mm. it's much easier to have you right here and I can talk to you. Like I don't have to. I don't have to worry about any technology issues yeah. besides these working. And uh-huh. um, but uh, not only that, you have to wait for the delay for them to hear them, and then you're like, "Wait, what'd you say?" The yeah. call cut out. It's like <laughs> anything could go wrong. Anything can go wrong, man. And especially over uh, when you're trying to like send stuff between each other, like what if you send the wrong thing or mm. like, like sometimes it's taking forever to send through, and then you're just waiting for it. That happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's <laughs> all the time. Whenever I'm I'm hanging out or I want to hang out with somebody or, or gonna go to a show uh, to play with somebody, I'm always calling them ahead of time mm-hmm. because I, I I'm not I'm not gonna show up there. And not know what the heck is going on. No, I feel you. I'm like that too. Um. So, moving away from that subject, I uh, I, I definitely do want to talk about you. Had talked about you growing up in poverty and uh, like the south side of sh- Chicago. <laughs> I've been to Chicago many times. <laughs> uh, but south side of Harrisburg, right? Yeah. Um. What was that like for you as a child? What What was What was some of the stuff that was going on outside and all that jazz? Yeah, it was a lot going on, like gunshots outside my but I remember one time I just like walked out my house and it was a guy pointing a gun at someone else. And like he just told me and my cousin to run so nothing happened. Like we don't see anything. But as soon as we ran past them we just heard gunshots. So like it's been gunshots a lot happened around came from. Like you could, south side you can probably see like shells on the ground still. Like bullets really? in the parks like And was that like broad daylight or is that Definitely. Anytime. Dang. Yeah. It was crazy out there. How do you think that affected you as a, well, as a, as a person? I feel like that probably fed into why I'm more of an introvert. Probably. <laughs> I like, if I saw somebody holding a gun at somebody else and said, run, I'd be like, I'm not talking to nobody yeah, in my life. Like, I'm safer just staying indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I feel like that definitely uh, affected how I am. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, A little bit of both. It's a good thing because like, I'm not just outside doing bad things and, like, getting mm-hmm. caught up in situations because I try to stay away from, like, bad energy and stuff like that. But also a bad thing because, like, I'm in myself a lot more. I feel like I don't talk my mind as much as I should or how much Dude, as I would want to. You bottle up stuff. Yeah, I do bottle up a lot, honestly. Mm. Yeah. It, um, thank God for music, huh? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is it like to climb your way out of that? Uh, It, it, was, it was a progress it was, I went from, like I said, I moved nine times mm-hmm. before. Uh, I stayed with friends before. I had, luckily, when I went to college, I had connections to where, like, my dorm was paid for. For, like, for like three years, I was, like, cool. And mm-hmm. then right after, I was able to um, move out to uh, a way better environment, like a dog park in my apartment complex for now. <laughs> oh, wow, that's yeah, way better. That's, that's able to have a dog park. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You can imagine coming from like where you see bullets everywhere to like you able to walk your dog. Yeah, where you have like alleyways and I, I'm making assumptions here. But yeah, we have like houses literally attached to each other. Yeah, row houses. Yeah, row houses. Yeah, yeah Section Eight projects. Yeah, um, like that kind of stuff. All, all the way to having an apartment with. Oh, look, there's. A million dogs over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to go chill out with the dogs. That's what I'm saying, man. Big difference. And I, I got to walk 
um, just around my block, uh, headphones on without having to look over my shoulder. Before I couldn't do that. Before you gotta have yeah, <laughs> yeah. one out at least. Well, how tall are you? I'm six six. Yeah, having a six six guy. If you have a six six guy looking over his shoulder at and you know, there's something wrong. Uh-huh, there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, what advice do you have to those who might be stuck in in the in the poverty situation? Uh, work to get out. I feel like a lot of people get content. Was just like this is how it should be, like that's how it is. Normalized. Yeah, and it's like that's not how it should be. Still, <laughs> I went to Chicago and um, I was talking to some of the people there, and and crime is bad in Chicago. Yeah, like bad. And I and I was talking to somebody there, and I was talking, and the crime popped up, and he was like, "Oh, the crime's not that bad here. I've only been carjacked five times," that's and I'm like, "Crazy." I've been carjacked zero. That's crazy. You think that's not that bad to be Say carjacked? Say only five times? Yeah, only yeah, five that's times. Crazy. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you have to realize how insane you sound yeah. right now. He's like, no, but that's that's normal, isn't it? I'm like, I, I lived in some bad parts of my city. I ain't never got carjacked. <laughs> yeah. And like, I feel like people out here, they be like, yeah, I love. Uh, my hood, and like you, you can have love for where you came from, right? But yeah, like, for sure. Don't like make it normal to like no. You be comfortable hearing gunshots all the time, right? Like, if if you love your place, you want to make it better, yeah. And granted, <laughs> to be fair, I have known people who have shot their gun in the background in the backyard just to lower their property. <laughs> that <laughs> <is>. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works though, uh, but um. For gang violence to be happening and drug violence to be uh-huh. happening, that's it, it's not something to be proud of. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. It's something you want to make better. Because mm. without you know, if if you're gonna just accept it and be like, what are you what are you leaving for your children? What are you leaving yeah. for? What the next generation to come. Right. Who are you inspiring? What are what are you inspiring? Are you inspiring more trauma, more uh, hate, more division, yeah. more more depression? Yeah. Or are you gonna inspire? Greatness. Yeah, I feel like when you're just content with that, you're making yourself like a background character at that point. Mm. Like you're just there to be there. Like you're not doing nothing. You're just, this is how life is. That's how it's going to be. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come back. I'm doing it over again. Hear gunshots. And hopefully cool. not get shot while that, doing that's it. What, you, should, you shouldn't live in constant fear. No. <laughs> that's, that's not no. good. Definitely, um, if you're not going to get out of there, definitely try to make it better. Yeah, do something. Do something. That's right, <laughs> and, and I mean, that, that's kind of the hard. That's to have to battle with everything in life. It's yeah. literally just doing something about it. Um, I can't tell you how long I've had this idea for this podcast. I'm such a visionary. Mm. Um, so I had all this these grand ideas, and it just I could never do it because I I, I didn't have this. I didn't have that. I had to have this, but it really is in, um. It's literally the hardest thing to do is just doing it. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And even if um, at one point I was homeless because mm. uh, I decided, you know what? I'm not having this no more. Mm. Or my fam- my family decided that we're not having this no more. We got to go somewhere. Um, and, well, to be fair, also the 2008 recession didn't help at all no, I got you. we kind of lost the house so we kind of had to be homeless <laughs> got you. but um we 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 dealt with it and mm. we kept pushing on there's so many people who would just give up yeah and that's not me yeah that's what i'm saying like uh my senior year of high school i was like couch hopping from like homies kids mm. so i definitely was homeless before so it was just like 
you still just can't be like content with that. You like where you're at now. You just gotta like know like there's make some type of move to like not be there again. You know, there's it's growth. Yeah, and it's a journey, and your journey isn't over just because it's it's bad. Yeah, right. That's a, a lot of people get stuck in that. Oh, well, this is just kind of how it's gonna be forever and ever. Well, it's how it's gonna be unless you do something about it. Yeah. That's how it's going to stay until you do something about it. Right, exactly. So it's, it's and people be like, well, I got kids or I got commitments. So it's like, well, how bad do you want this change? Yeah. You know what I mean? People just well, waiting for someone to come save them. Well, yeah, low exactly. key, they can save themselves. You, you got to save at some, you know, the best way to do it is to do it yourself. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather push myself out of out of a state than having someone else push me out of a state because yeah. then I ain't got no nothing to do, nothing, nowhere to go. <laughs> Um, so here's, here's, uh, moving away from that. I feel like we've hit on that quite a lot. You got anything else to say on that or? No, I think I'm good. Cool, man. What's it like, uh, balancing relationships? I, you've been with your girl for eight years, you said? Yeah. So where's the music coming from, from that? Uh, a lot of things I say are definitely inspired by her, but I feel like the balance is trying to say something that's not going to make her mad, you know? <laughs> that's just impossible, isn't it? Sometimes. Because, you know, sometimes, like, you talk about an issue in a relationship, you got to make sure you, like, say it without trying to offend another person, you know? That's one of the hardest things for me to... I'm, I'm a very blunt person. I, I struggle with that, too. <laughs> right, yeah, because I'm the type of guy to... Uh, not go to a talent show because I know that some of the people are going to be pitchy and I cannot be bothered to listen to <laughs> I feel you, people man. off pitch. Or I'll tell them, like, that didn't sound very good. But I didn't mean it to sound like, like, like yeah, I know. Not, like the like worst rude. thing. Yeah. Right, yeah, I didn't mean to be rude, but it just came out that way. Uh, have you ever struggled with that relationship between like uh, music or business or like your uh, job? And uh, that kind of thing. Has that ever been a problem for you to like kind of balance? Has she ever been like, uh, what about me though? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, we had to find a way to schedule. Because sometimes since I work during the week, my brain is like, I want to relax and just sit home and play video games. But like, she wants to hang out sometimes. So like, we'll, we'll do stuff. Like, like, I like doing that too. But like, my brain got to like, cut, like, it's all about sacrifices. Yeah, you gotta. You can't just do what you want the whole time. Like you gotta. Like you're in a relationship, so you gotta. It's commitment. You gotta yeah, you gotta make sure everyone's happy. It's just kind of funny. We're acting like she's not right over there. <laughs> um. So. So, but has she been one of your biggest supports of you said of your music career? Most definitely, she knows all my songs. She knows all my songs. <laughs> she, she she was playing my own album on the way here. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. She even told me like when I'm not at home, she'll play my album to make like feel like I'm around still. Oh, yeah. Cute. <laughs> 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 nah, she's definitely my, one of my. No, she definitely is my biggest fan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, growing up, what was one of your biggest supports? Um, it's always been friends. Cause uh, I did music in high school, mm-hmm. but I kept it away from like my mom, cause. I, I I be saying stuff I shouldn't be saying and uh doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and like I didn't want her hearing that. But once uh I became an adult, I'm like, I do music and like 
that's what I do. So like, you can't do my. I don't. Like, I don't live with her no more either. So like, right. You, you gotta accept what it is. So um, what's it? What because? Do you think? What are your opinions on on rap and like the vulgarity thing? Do you think that rap kind of has to be vul- vulgar, or does it? Can you make rap without being vulgar, or is you can that definitely just... make rap without being vulgar? It's just people like vulgarity, so mm-hmm. people put out what people like still. But I feel like that's just like where our generation is right now. Our generation is always about like uh, sex and drugs and stuff Money, like yep. that. Yeah, so like that's what people talk about because that's what people in our generation be like, like like to hear but there's also people in our generation who don't care about that mm-hmm. people who care about just like music for music i know people my age listening to music that's like from the 40s that's me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like music back then sure they had like sex and drug references and stuff like that but wasn't as vulgar no not at yeah. all uh, or not as uh graphic yeah um unless you're listening in the country then <laughs> Um, yeah, that, it's that's so funny. Um, you know, like people listen to four. I listen to eight hundreds music actually. Oh wow! Well, yeah, because I grew up. Um, I love classical music, like on a real. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so incredible what like Vivaldi or Beethoven or Bach do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredible to like see their influences today. Like, you you're, if you're gonna go to a wedding, your chances are you're gonna hear Pachelbel's Canon and D. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, you know that tune? I'm pretty sure. I'm so, I'm sh- it's it's like the violin tune that every it's played all the time. Uh, the, but um, it's so it's like there's there's this, some of these pieces that almost sound like Hans Zimmer, but like way back when, like it has that epicness to it. It has that a wall of sound where it's just, just and it's and it's inspired me uh to write like classical hip hop in a sense. That's cool. Right. Classical hip hop sounds fire. Right, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like with with a, a classical uh I love the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So I always try to strive to include the orchestra in anything I do because it just sounds so big yeah. and it sounds so epic. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, cool. I can use synths and all that and I can have the rocking bass, but nothing's going to when you hear those blaring horns. Yeah, that's something. It does something to you, and you hear that that deep cello double bass, and it's yeah. like, oh, there's there's no rumbling synthesizer bass that could ever rival that. Yeah, like saxophones give me a uh, goosebumps sometimes, Sax- especially when like because oh sometimes people could play an instrument and make it sing. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that, that's one of uh, one of the best things about going out to these open mics is just seeing people rip mm-hmm. on their instruments. I have seen the violin played in ways I never thought the violin could ever be played uh, by this woman, Robin Chambers. She will literally, my voice is going all over the place. My vo- uh, She will stomp, jump, do whatever, and still play all the right notes. She- she'll break all the strings on her bow and continue playing with just the wood. That's and crazy. I know. And it's, <laughs> it's like, what in the world? I didn't even know this stuff was possible. I had... Uh, a Grammy Award winner to my previous show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she plays clarinet. And I, I listened to her piece that won the Grammy. And I'm like, what? How do you do that? How do you, how do your fingers work that fast? How, how does, how do you keep that tight of an embouchure? Yeah. How, how are you so skilled to the point where you can make that instrument do whatever it can? Yeah. 
I push it to its limits. Like right, yeah, it's it's incredible what music can do. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can make you sad. Sometimes it can make you party. For speaking, sure, speaking <laughs> sometimes it can make you party. sad and party. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but speaking about that, we got another one of your songs. Mm-hmm. Right, it's called Shirley Temple. This is based off of her favorite, yeah, yeah, your girl's favorite, favorite drink. Favorite drink. Um, I don't really like all the alcohol all that much, so I don't really know what a Shirley Temple tastes like. Um, a song says cherry grenadine and Sprite. Was oh, that literally it? Yeah, you put vodka to make it dirty, Shirley. Oh wow! Yeah, Shirley Temple is really just cherry grenadine and Sprite. I, I do like Sprite. It's like the only soda I ever <laughs> like. So I'm, I'm, might, I'm tempted now. Oh yeah, people love it. So is is this song just? Pure, like a, almost like a love song to to her or in that drink or I don't think entirely because I think I talk about almost a sense yeah I think I was I want to say a love song I feel like a love reference like I know she loves Shirley Temple as like songs like about it, her it's like dedicated to her yeah definitely dedicated not a love song but dedicated right that, that's what I was trying to say yeah um cool well this is Shirley Temple by Trudeau Jill. Temple mixed with ice, I know I can get you right if you like love. We can do anything that you want. I can put you on a plane if you want. I can put you on some game if you want. We can Uber to Milan and put some change in your car. Like. Shelly Temple top with ice. Cherry Granadina Sprite. We can night double spice. She said we do it freaky 
night. Shelly Temple, that's what I like. Cherry Brandy, in his right. We can night double spice. He said, we do it freak tonight. And that was Shirley Temple by Mr. Trudeau Drew. So, Mr. Trudeau, uh, unless we, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I think that's that's a pretty good wrap for for today. All right, man. Cool with me. Cool, man. Um, what is? Here's a question. What is a mistake that you think rappers today or upcoming musicians typically make today? I'm trying to fit the mode of what rap is or like what's popular because mm. people rap on trends <laughs> i feel like that's a mistake because once that trends over that song's over it's like pop, pop uh, it's like pop culture references in movies yeah yeah i feel like you gotta make music that's timeless not just of now mm. yeah that's super interesting yeah, that's a good answer <laughs> um what is one thing that you know now that you had wished you had known when you first started your craft? Um, that people like my music. I feel like yeah. at first I was like, people's not going to like this because it's not what people want to hear. Mm. I felt, but I, I got shown that's not exactly it. People like creativity. People like different sounds. People are always going to love new stuff. That's what I found out. Yeah. And, that goes to anybody out there who's listening who's kind of struggling. People, you're going to find your audience. And that's mm. that's half the battle is finding yeah. finding your audience. And um, it sometimes it comes immediately. Immediately. Uh-huh. Sometimes it takes a while to, to find that sound that you're going for and to find the audience that wants to listen to that. Yeah. But it, there's a world of 7 billion people. Yeah, for sure. Someone's going to like Whatever you do. Yeah, you got to find your people. I feel like people just used to like pleasing people around around you mm-hmm. instead of people around the whole world. Because I remember I had someone hit me up from California. It was like, your music's fire. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Thank you, man. Right. It's kind of funny. I, I um, Granted, this podcast is like based in Lancaster, but mm-hmm. I had a person in France call, like wow. hit me up and I'm like, how, how did you <laughs> find this? They're all the way in France. It uh-huh. was, I didn't barely speak my language, and I was like, "That's wild." Yeah, how, it makes you feel much, good. It makes you feel uh-huh. good, yeah. So, it, don't worry about. And a lot of people get caught up in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the numbers. It ain't about that. Mm-hmm. If it's about that for you, I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you got to be doing music for for either music's sake or your own sake. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it ain't. It's not going to be as good. You know when someone is performing like. Just to make a buck, yeah, you know what I mean, or just to crowd please mm. for the for the sole purpose of crowd pleasing. It, it's 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 not fun to yeah, watch. It's definitely a different feeling when you tell someone's like connect to that song yeah. and performing it. Then it's just like I'm performing this song. Right. It's it's a whole le- another level of engagement. Yeah. So, um, where can they find you again? Uh, again, you can find me on. Any music platform as Shudo Ju. That's C-H-E-W? Yeah, C-H-E-W-D-O space J-U. Or social media, specifically Instagram, where I'm mostly active at, which is C-H-E-W-D-O underscore J-U. He's got some cool stuff on there, too. Yeah, man. A lot more coming. Yeah, man. So uh, expect upcoming drops in summer. Yeah. And do you have any upcoming shows? Um, not yet, but working on it. 
hey, but you can catch us out at any open mic upcoming. We're planning to do some open mics. Uh, do you want to commit to next Monday? Yeah, I'll commit to next Monday. All right, we're gonna go to go to Telus three sixty next Monday. If you want to mm-hmm. hear some of his stuff live, meet him in person. Check us out there. With all that said, thank you guys very much for tuning in to this episode of the story. Like, subscribe, follow. Um, and with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Good night, everybody.